Talk about losing it. This time, though, it didn't happen to me, but instead while I was out and about doing some branch banking, or as my daughter calls it, withdrawing lollipops. That's not true. I was just in the bank being a coin star. But as I took my receipt from that machine and turned to the teller to collect my funds, a little old lady entered the bank, and as any young gentleman should do, I suggested she go ahead of me. That turned out to be my first mistake of the day, because she wasn't there to do any real banking, but instead to tell a tale about how her phone had been hacked and several of her credit cards had been compromised. The hackers had even changed her email address and were now wrecking havoc to her entire financial life. The teller suggested that she go to the police, and she assured that teller that she was, but first she wanted to stop at this bank because that's where most of her money lived. The teller started to insinuate that this lady might be crazy because she said everything's fine with your account, but we can flag it. That's when Techno Granny went in more detail about everything that she was going through. She said she had to break her non-smartphone in half backwards like she was Walter White disposing of a burner because that's the way the thieves got in. She needed to go to Verizon to get a new phone because at this point she had none. Let that be a lesson to all you cord cutters out there. Though she did still have a computer, it was mostly useless to her. Now, while I believe that she did get hacked and that this happens a lot every day across the nation, it used to just be called getting old. And that's what we'll do today as we're talking about Facebook, new apps, and a doctor while we all get older together when we're joshing around. Techno Granny's being punished for oversharing, but her true troubles include not having a grandchild that can help navigate these technologies. Either there isn't one that exists, or Granny's birthday checks got a little too light. That said, if Granny did have a phone at her disposal to text a relative, I bet it'd include all the emojis. Thumbs down, skull emoji, head exploding, pudding face. Pudding face? Yeah, that's what it is, right? The brown swirl with the eyeballs? No, it's poop. Poop? Why would it be poop? That's what I used to think. Until a graduate of ITT Tech showed me that poop is actually written into that emoji's code. Seemingly, in response to yesterday's episode of Joshing Around, slip into the future, Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg had an op-ed published in Washington Post today in which he goes on to say protecting democracy is an arms race at which Facebook is doing everything they can to win and protect the democracy we hold so dear. He goes on to say that one of the biggest changes they've made over the past year at Facebook is not to wait for reports of suspicious activity. Instead, they look proactively for potentially harmful election-related content. Um, someone say future crimes? Mr. Zuckerberg goes on to say that Facebook's made a lot of progress as their work during the French, German, Mexican, and Italian elections has shown. Whoa. That's a lot of power, certainly more than ever imagined by the first Marquis of Marconi or even William Randolph Hearst. But with that, I think we need to thank Emperor Zuckerberg and his contemporaries for their daily battle to keep data democratized. Very shortly, little will be left to chance as our lives become defined by algorithms. As daily life devolves into nothing more than a series of flow charts, though, I look forward to the ease of becoming an if-then-when American. Here I go again, putting us on future watch, ever prowling for a predator coming to take our freedoms. But it's been true for a while. We're nothing more than our attention, made up of mostly moist flesh, home to two eyeballs that everybody wants an interest in. But that might not be the case for long because Google's been investing heavily into bio-optics, 
So soon we might not even have our own vision anymore. Instead, we'll all just have a bunch of fake googly eyes. In the United Kingdom, they're called boogly eyes, just as Axe Body Spray in the UK is known as Lynx. So if you're across the pond, be careful if you smell a lynx on the prowl. With that, Twitter thinks I'm from the UK because my time patterns with the app match British peak hours. The algorithm also suggests for me to be blokes with insomniac Australians. Twitter, Uber, and Google are now words that are entrenched in our lexicon, but that doesn't take away from the fact that most names for apps are ridiculous nonsense. I'd like to live in a world where you can tell by the name of an app exactly what it's good for, and that's what I hope I've accomplished with my three newest phone applications. First, there's Puction, which is a kissing booth app that allows you to lock lips with anyone in the world simply by smooching the screen on your smartphone. Second, there's Flunked, which ensures that you fail any test that you set out to take. And finally, similar to Puction, but going a different direction, is ST Delivery, which allows you to send someone an STD electronically. It's kind of like Tinder, except it takes out all the time and effort. I used to see a doctor with an app on my phone. It was called Dial-A-Doc or something. And they did successfully diagnose my high cholesterol, but also suggested that I was going through menopause, which gave me pause because by the name, it makes sense. But of course, menopause is pH balanced for women. I shared that secret with my real doctor today and he agreed. As for the high cholesterol, thanks to a year of diet exercise and more accurately, a ton of statins, my cholesterol levels are now lower than normal. I know this because as I was waiting to check out, the rest of the office and I could hear my physician verbally transcribe my entire visit. How about you keep that info in your HIPAA pocket, Doc? I'm not a new car. Instead, I've got some minor scratches and dents, but after dealing with my doctor face-to-face -face for some time now, I've really started to open up and learn more about my body. Today, though, he brought in a new guy he was training, and uh, I didn't want to say anything in front of him. So instead, I just came home, Googled my problems, and then asked questions on social media. Not to mention the walls in doctor's offices are so thin I can hear everything that's wrong with the person in the next room. Come on, medical office contractors, step up your game a little bit. I know doctors are notoriously cheap, but how about just a little insulation here and there? I'm not going to get mad about this in front of the doctor, though, because he's the one that checks my blood pressure. That'd be just as crazy as scolding or correcting the barber as he held scissors near your head. Nothing makes me want to shout like caps lock, though. Why does it exist? Who are these people who can't hold down the shift key and why are we all held accountable? Before the coxswain screams out stroke, I better chill out and end this show. As I get back to UK tweets and insomnia Aussies, don't be defined by an algorithm. Go out, make change, and become a coin star yourself before we all fall prey to having our googly eyes hacked. Emperor Zuckerberg has your back, but only if you like it. Otherwise, go on a hunger strike of your newsfeed until the next time we gorge ourselves on a bunch more joshing around.